wait, how are we picking who goes first, second, and third in the snake draft? Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And today on this podcast season where we continue in April awesomeness in the final four, we're joined by B. Wesley Vance. Hello, hello. Did you name this April awesomeness because your wife is named April? This is a question that's come to my mind recently. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the right answer. (laughs) Correct. I will stand no other correction. I will not be put on a polygraph for that either, but absolutely is the answer to that question. April is awesome, and this is April awesomeness that is now extending into May, uh, which again is tied to my wife because her birthday is May 1st. So there you go. Very good. Very good. We, we are in the final four of this April awesomeness bracket, and we are down to our final four, which means two matchups, Christmas Eve versus Palm Sunday in the 2-3, and Easter versus Ash Wednesday in the 1 versus the 4. As we go through these matchups, we're going to do this pretty quickly because it is, is moving us toward what will be an amazing final. We've heard us talk about Easter and Ash Wednesday already. You've heard us talk about Christmas Eve and Palm Sunday. So let's just get to it. Matchup number one, Easter versus Ash Wednesday. I think the question here is not who's going to win, but by what percentage? Landslide, full out, full win. Full out landslide, 100 to zero. Easter wins over Ash Wednesday. It would be bad if Easter didn't make the final two because we couldn't be Christian without Easter. Yeah. It'd be difficult. It would be a challenge. It would be a real challenge. And matchup number two is Christmas Eve versus Palm Sunday. And again, this is yet one more where it is not the question of who won or not, but by how much. Full out landslide again. That's my guess. And you are two for two. 100% to zero Christmas Eve over Palm Sunday. We ended up where we thought we might several weeks ago Mm -hmm. here at the finals with Christmas Eve versus Easter. And this is, I think, where it will really get interesting. You could make an argument that without either one of these two days, we couldn't have Christianity. We couldn't be Christians. We couldn't follow Jesus in the way that we are used to following Jesus without first the incarnation and then the resurrection. Man, there's a lot of like, you can, you can wrestle theologically with this question of what's your championship, but you can also wrestle with the nostalgia or your own family practices that you have around this question, because I think people could be split on those two. Your theological preference might go one way, but your familial and practices nostalgia might go the other way, or they might line up. I don't know. I'm interested and I'm ready for people's dissertations on why they choose their champion. I hope we get a lot of you know, conversation between everybody else, you know, asked saying, well, this is, this is why I think this is important or Easter day is important, or this is what it means to me. And uh, this is why, and I hope, I hope some people get, you know, maybe swayed a little bit. Like uh, when we started talking about this earlier, Pastor Daniel was saying that Christmas Eve was, was his thing. And uh, I was kind of leaning more towards Easter, but as we started having that discussion, it was like, I mean, I totally understand why Christmas Eve is really, really awesome. And especially in the line of work that we do, we experience both of those a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, the pastors, pastors experience Easter day a little bit different 
than Christmas Eve, you know, just by workload and how you feel afterwards and, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas families may feel opposite or the same as people that have to work on uh, work on those days. Yeah. There is a difference ending at midnight versus ending at noon. <laughs> right. That's valid. I'm interested in it. Melissa mentioned earlier the potential for people's uh, family practice to to counteract or, or work against or not even work against, but to be held in tension with their theological preference. Mm -hmm. If you have a moment where one of those is the deal breaker for you, right, where it 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 changes your outcome, right? For if for you, Easter and Christmas are you know, functionally, theologically of equal importance for you, but you love X about Easter or Y about Christmas, we'd love to hear that too. I want to hear kind of not just where you ended up, but the dissertations we want is why you said what you said. Yeah. Because I think that is a really interesting, interesting piece here. Mm -hmm. That's where the hope is. So make sure you share those in your comments. Make sure if you haven't shared recently this, this link to vote with anybody else, please share it this time. This is where it gets the most interesting. Uh, I think our first round and our final round are the places where there's most room for, for tension and conflict and, and interest. So let's make sure we, we share that around and, and see where we go. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope uh, that you'll, we'll get vote after vote after vote. But for today... We've got a special surprise for the second half of this because it doesn't take long to go through two matchups to report the outcomes. So stick around. And today, we're drafting. We are going to do a snake draft. For those of you unfamiliar with fantasy football, a snake draft is Melissa, according to Nerd Lore, a what? Settlers of Catan, the way you pick your spots. <laughs> there you go. If neither of those is familiar to you, let me take 30 seconds to explain what a snake draft is. It is a way of choosing uh, your own kind of team or your selection of certain things where the starting order, the order of drafting, the order of selection uh, starts one way and then inverses for the second round. So if round one, we will begin with Pastor Melissa with the first pick. Uh, I will have the second pick, and then Wesley will have the third. In the second round, Wesley has the first pick, I have the second pick, and Melissa has the third. In the third round, it switches back to where it began, where Melissa gets the first pick, and then I'm in the middle, and then Wesley is third. We are going to snake draft, and what we are snake drafting is our favorite non-liturgical church holidays, those days on our church calendar that are meaningful and speak to our soul and catch us in the moment that just uplift us and fill us full of joy, but that aren't on the official global church calendar. They're things that are either unique to our church or unique to our experience. And so I'm really excited to see what makes the cut. We're going to end up with teams that represent nine extra days on our unofficial non-liturgical church calendar. And at the end of this, we will put online the list of Pastor Melissa's team and my team and Wesley's team and invite you to tell us who did the best job of drafting. So we invite you, as you listen to this, think about if I were to put together my list of my three favorite non-official church holidays or church days that don't make the liturgical calendar but are just meaningful to my soul, what would they be? Did we get your answer? Did we miss it altogether? 
or did one of us clearly manage to pick the best team? So without any further ado, Pastor Melissa, you are up first. That's right. My first pick goes to back to school Sunday. I love the energy of this Sunday. I love people hugging one another's necks after not seeing each other from summer travels. I love the pictures we get because we have a church filled with students and educators. And so we pack out that chancel in the ways that we get to pray and bless and set up the beginning of their new school year. That's why my number one pick goes to back to school Sunday. <sighs> that, it is a good pick. It's one that I hope might slip through the cracks a little bit, but uh, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Also, that's also a blessing of the backpacks, correct? That's the yes. same Sunday that yeah. we're talking about. So yeah, all of that energy to see all of the folks that uh, are headed on to that new thing in life, uh, that new stage in life, even for the teachers that have been doing it for a hundred years, you know, new set of students perhaps and just exciting new beginnings. And like you said, to have the whole church uh, kind of come back, if you will, because we all know whether we like it or not, summer kind of takes a little bit of a lull, but when school starts again and those routines start to happen again, you start to see the people back in church and uh, getting back into the swing of things. So that's one to start with. Powerful pick. Good start. If, if you'd messed up the first pick, we'd make fun of you real bad. So good job. You had all the yeah. options and you picked Woo. well. Uh, with the second pick in our snake draft of non-liturgical church holidays, I'm going to select Christmas Cantata Sunday. And I'm sorry, Wesley. It, it's just <laughs> wrong and cruel and I get it. But I love music too, and there's nothing that says we are nearly here to Christmas than that high and holy and amazing day of singing. And I love that in our in our contemporary service that also involves cocoa and carols, two other things that I just no. love. And oh. it's all one Sunday. Heck yeah! Ah. No, it, it's all together. It's a, it's a collective <laughs> experience um, of music and celebration. And because I think for for me, Christmas, one of the things that is just so profound about it, beyond all of the obvious theological Jesus entering the world stuff, right? It is one of the few seasons of our year where everybody across generations and across kind of cultures has this same shared canon of music, right? Where we sing a lot of the same carols, we experience a lot of that same thing. And it, while um, our cantata often gives us a new interpretation and a new set of carols to it, it is just the embodiment for me of singing at Christmas. And it is so good. And Wesley, you always do such an amazing job of directing our choir. And, and we usually have strings or something built in with there, there with it. And it's it just good. It's good to my soul. And so I know it's a jerk move and I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. It's okay. If it had to go, obviously that was going to be my next pick. But when you draw third, I'm at least happy that it went high. And, you know, that makes me feel good that it went second pick. It is a, it's a wonderful Sunday. It's a, my soul a lot even though it is a lot of work in that way and sometimes you feel um you can feel kind of left out in just the making things happen i really feel like my soul gets filled with that service uh each and every uh, each and every christmas i look forward to to that cantata worship and all the hard work from the choral members and seasonal singers that we have up in to, to sing with us it's it's a wonderful time yeah. amen wesley now that you do have a pick you got two back-to-back, -back, two in a row. Have, what I you got? Back -back. I have no idea what I'm going to do now. My whole, everything is thrown off. I have to <laughs> make up something, make up some Sunday that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, I think I'm going to have to go with my pick. So 
my pick in the first round, third overall pick, uh, is going to be the basket auction Sunday. Mm-hmm. So when we have the basket auction, it's, uh, again, I love the energy that comes with it. And really and truly, I guess this uh, doesn't really talk, maybe this doesn't get to the light of exactly what we're doing because we're not talking about um, in service, but we kind of pray over everything and pray over the ministries that are going to be uh, helped, you know, with the auction. I love the good food, obviously, that we get to have after church. And it seems like that Sunday people are in church, um, a lot more people. And that's, that always makes me happy. I'm sure it makes you happy as well. I love the fellowship, love the the fun bidding to actually raise good funds for these things that we select each and every year. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. I love that Sunday. And uh, hopefully that that's in the spirit of what we're doing, even though we're not, that's not exactly inside of the worship service. No, like and, and that counts. And I think we didn't name this earlier, but it doesn't have to live in worship, right? These are days on the calendar, just like we had, you know, I didn't, I don't think we had spy Wednesday on, on the official deal, but we named days that, uh, that are on our calendar. So Wesley kicks off in round two. All right. Round two. Uh, I may get, I may get looked at strange on this one. So y'all are going to have to decide on if this is uh, if this works for me, but for me, for my next pick, my first pick in the second round, I'm going to pick confirmation Sunday. And nice. I just, I really, really love Confirmation Sunday, just like I love baptisms, because it helps me to remember all of that time, you know, my time going through Confirmation. And I love that sense of those young adults, those young people standing up in front of everybody and saying, you know, God is my Savior. This is what I love. Mm-hmm. This is the path I have chosen to show especially with what I do as a teacher to see these kids that our church has raised up and to hear them say publicly in front of the church, Jesus is Lord and he is my savior. There's something very, very powerful for that. I love the support of all the families and church members that come around all of those confirmands. And I, something about that Sunday really means a lot to me. And I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I tried to lay it out there. I'm not sure I got it all, but something about that Sunday is very special. No side eyes here. I think that was an awesome pick. It absolutely was. I mean, we experienced this just this last Sunday with one of our young people uh, claiming faith for himself and being baptized for the first time. And, and it and it was powerful. And it, it is again and again. And to see a whole cohort of, of young people say yes to to walking in the way of Jesus is is a real gift. And um, I'm kind of bummed that that, that didn't wasn't on my list because that's that's better than some of the stuff that's on my list. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. All right, coming around the horn, round two with the second pick in round two. Uh, I'm drawn between two different places of real energy and re- really three. We have Bible School Sunday. We've got the kids pageant. We got the Easter egg hunt. All three, each in their own way, are full of kids' energy and 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 joy and 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 they're all different, right? VBS Sunday is usually singing and dancing and cuteness and, and and all of that. And the kids pageant in its own way is a version of that, but it's a little more produced. And and we have little, at least here, we have little baby toddlers uh, dressed up like sheep eating Cheerios out of a trough. I mean, and you know, that <laughs> nothing says Jesus is being born like, like that. Um, my own daughter got to be a guinea pig two years ago and, and eat, you know, because she didn't want to be a sheep okay or a goat she needed to be a guinea pig 
why i have no idea but she needed to be a guinea pig and god bless miss beverly she she put a couple of extra scraps of fabric on one of the old costumes and all of a sudden she was a guinea pig and, and i think because of that i'm going to pick the kids pageant I'm, I'm going all advent here uh kids pageant again for me is just powerful and in one of those moments where the joy of a season is matched by the joy of of the people leading our worship that day Man, okay, so my um, second pick in round two, the closeout, third pick in round two. Oh man, I I have to go back to Mission Trip Report Sunday. I think there's just something so powerful of getting to hear from the students and from the adults who went on mission trip and how they saw God alive. And I think one of the things I love about it too is, is that a lot of times that energy carries home with them and it, it sparks and excites others and it um, that hear those stories to, to long to get their hands dirty in the work of missions. Um, but also the realization of, oh, I don't have to go anywhere to do this work. I can also do this here. So I love the storytelling that happens on mission trip Sunday. That, that, was a, that was a really high one on my list as well, just because, like you said, the spirit of what is spoken from the kids that have come back. And I've been on a couple of mission trips. I haven't been able to go in the last few years, but actually being going to those mission trips and seeing firsthand how it actually changes from Sunday to Thursday or Friday, whenever you come home, you can tell and you know those changes are happening. And, to, and so to be able to put words to those things for those kiddos and to know, know and see the changes that took place in their life during that time, not to mention, not to mention the, the work that, that we're doing for, for others uh, it is a really powerful testimony to, to, the, to the missions that we do. And so I'm glad that that one's off the board, but I'm glad it went up. <laughs> I am um, for round three, pick one. Um, I might have one that I'm curious if it made any of your lists because it's not one that we always um, highlight as well as I mean to or as we necessarily could mean to here in this church. But regardless if we highlight it or not, there's something so powerful about the knowledge of this, which is it's the first Sunday in October, which is always in the United Methodist tradition world communion Sunday, because not everywhere in the world celebrates like most American United Methodist churches do, where you have communion on the first Sunday of every month. Um, other places in the world have different traditions. And um, so I love this thought that when all the Methodists around the entire world gather on that first Sunday in October, we're setting Christ's table um, mm. at the world's feet. And I love that. So that idea of communion, world communion Sunday is my third pick to close out my team. Now, B. Wesley Vance is our official uh, creator and consultor of the official liturgical calendar of global Methodism. Uh, does this count as off of the official liturgical calendar? You know what? I think that, I think that we're going to, uh, I think we're going to let it let it happen. And I think that caveat of when it comes around this next time, Pastor Melissa is going to have to do something about it. Okay. Where she's going to have to have some sort of spotlight highlight and let us know exactly what it is because I, we left it off of the 32 Sunday bracket. 
you know, and we didn't have it to be voted on. And so I think with the caveat of Pastor Melissa's on the hook and come October for World Communion Sunday, there's a special little blurb in there that she'll, she'll deliver to us to make us really feel connected globally to everyone like she's like you mentioned, the United Methodists. Happy to. Challenge made, challenge accepted, and ruling given. All right. Uh, as we move into the, or continue in the final round, I got my last pick, and, I, and I'm going to need a vote here on mine as well. And, and so, because this, I don't know, it, it may or may not be actually in order. I want to go ahead and claim the parking lot time, pre-mission trip and post-mission trip. Right, the time where we're sending people off and the time where we're welcoming them home, the time where they're full of nervous energy and excitement and possibility about what could be. And, and we get to send them off with a blessing, that kind of commissioning that happens in, in the parking lot, right? And that time where everybody comes home dog tired, their bags smell like kingdom come and sweat is still just permeating everywhere. And, and the tools are dirty and yet there is joy in faces. Like holy exhaustion is a thing on mission trip. And it is incredible to see it come home in that parking lot time when they arrive back in the church parking lot. I also love seeing who, who my fast drivers are and who doesn't know how to operate a GPS. Because there's always somebody who pulls in 30 minutes after the rest of the group. And there's always that person that said, we've been here for three hours. I don't know what they're doing. We didn't stop to pee once. We just kept going and going and going and going. And, and right. everybody's got bladder infections, but it's okay. We got home and we're here. Um, so is that... You know, I know we've, Melissa, you've already claimed uh, Mission Trip Sunday. This is technically outside of the Sunday realm, but on the same line. I, I feel comfortable with letting you have it because it is at a different time, just like we have many different things that center around Advent. We can have many different worship experiences oriented around special times within the church. So I'm good to let it be your final pick. Okay. I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, right as soon as they're, as soon as they're leaving, saying that they're all together and that excitement is all there. I think that's a, that Sunday still is filled with excitement because even if they've had to leave early and you have met them and said prayers, we're still inside of the worship service, letting the folks know that they're there to worship that we just sent our folks off and let's be in prayer for them. And, uh, and then when they get back, I think you highlighted that all very well. I, I, I think it should stand. Okay. Awesome. You may have just allowed your own demise uh, by by letting my third pick stand, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll see how the people vote. We will All right, see. B. Wesley, close us out. What we got? All right. I guess we've got to be, at least me, I guess I don't need to speak for y'all, but I've got to be missing some things. Um, but I do have one more. And uh, Pastor Daniel alluded to it a little bit earlier. Uh, and this Sunday, the last pick I will take in the third round is going to be VBS Sunday. So when we get those kids for all week long, and especially this goes back to my bent of my season of life where I have young kids and get to see them do the whole Sunday, or the, excuse me, the whole vacation Bible school thing. And then they're excited to be there Sunday and perform these songs. And I'm still singing, even if the lions roar from 2019 VBS, every time Lily Cooper gets into the car, she wants to sing it. And she knows every single word and to see those folks whether we get two or three or 20 other families that come on that Sunday all of that is bonus to get to say mm -hmm. this is how we 
uh, made disciples this week. This is the good work that we put in with these kids that hopefully will live with them for a very, very, very long time. And so just like with Confirmation Sunday, that's kind of the, you know, kids, adolescents, if you will, VBS brings joy to my heart because of my kids, but because of all the other kids in our community too, that get taught the word of Christ and get to have fun doing it and singing all these songs and all the, all the art projects and science and wonderful teachers that we have at First United Methodist. And so VBS Sunday is my pick. Mm. Good choice. To close us out. Good choice. So just again, to recap, the, the teams that we now have collected, the selections that have been made, Pastor Melissa has chosen Back to School slash best Blessing of the Backpacks Sunday, Mission Trip Sunday, and World Communion Sunday. What a team. That's strong team. team. That is, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Wesley has picked our Basket Auction Sunday confirmation sunday and vbs sunday all in their own way wrapped around our mission as a church of being disciples who make disciples and celebrating god's presence at each one of those stops in it another solid solid group uh, and then my team christmas cantata sunday christmas kids pageant sunday and the parking lot around mission trip before and after sending forth and welcoming home and, and so uh I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, how things turn out. Anybody feeling good now that they see their team fully put together? I mean, I love my team, but I also love y'all's teams as well. Like, I don't think it'll be a clean cut. Like this is the definite winning pick. Like there's something special and unique about each of these teams that I think people are, are going to love. And I'm excited to hear what they choose. I think people are going to be are going to gravitate towards one of them because of maybe one or two of the selections that are each on our team because of their time in their life or their experience with that Sunday. Uh, and our hope can be that over the next year, two years, that all nine of these are all of a sudden big highlights for everybody in our community in one way or another. If they said, well, I, you know, I don't really get all ex that excited about confirmation Sunday. I mean, it's just, it's just another thing in the service that we have to kind of sit through, or I know people probably don't say that, but you know, just to actually highlight that that's a really, really, really important thing in the life of our church and the life of those kids. So maybe in the next coming years, we'll have, they'll, we'll, they'll all love all of our, all of our teams. Yes. It'll be much more meaningful to them. You, you know, what just struck me. Wesley, you mentioned a minute ago that, hey, there's probably something that we're missing here. There may be something that, you know, we just missed a day. And we are prepping for one this upcoming Sunday. Our senior celebration Sunday is this Sunday where our graduating seniors are taking leadership in our in our worship service. They're going to help uh, guide our communities, community of faith. They're going to share their own testimony in their own way. And, and we're going to lift them up and celebrate them and send them forth into a new season. And so, we forgot that as we were making our, our list together, at least I forgot it as, you know, just five minutes ago, I was making preparations for that Sunday, but that's okay. Um, and so with the first pick in the fourth round, Wesley Vance <laughs> takes your <laughs> Sunday. Yes. <laughs> All right, Wesley from the top row for the win. It's good. If you would like 
to experience the joy of one of these special Sundays, come join us this Sunday. It will be awesome and amazing, and I am full of energy and excitement as we get uh, ready to to join with us. And, and and normally, as we close these podcasts, I thank you for gathering with us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast and give you an invitation to grow. But I've already given it to you. That is it. Join us this Sunday for Senior Celebration Sunday as we send out an amazing cohort of eight young people into the world uh, to to go learn more in college as they learn and grow and have their brains get bigger and bigger and make us all feel stupid when they come home. Uh, Come help us celebrate them. Hear the witness of their faith and, and send them off with a real, real blessing. That's your invitation to grow this week. Now receive this benediction blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go from this podcast listening this week. May you go with the joy of Sundays that carry into your week so that you might be one who is joyful in sharing the stories of Sundays and beyond. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.